So welcome back. Episode five, Vida by Design. My name is Hector Prado. And my name is Cesar Balboa. And we are going to be starting our episode five. So why don't we do our special segment, which is going to be our rapid fire this section. So before we start, what's episode five about? It's going to be about childhood experiences. Yes. And all the great things that happened during our childhood, correct? Yes. All positive. Yes. We'll do a negative <laughs> another episode. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> but all positive on this uh, on this uh, episode. So, yeah. Stay we'll tuned. Okay. Talking about childhood experiences. So, let's get started. Rapid fire. And I like the fact that we kind of kept it within the team. The, the team. Okay, team. The theme. <laughs> High five, team. <laughs> Within the the theme of the episode. So, first one, Pokemon or Digimon? You know, I actually was a little bit conflicted when we put this one down. Because I actually like both. Yes. Like, Pokemon is obviously a classic, but I enjoy Digimon, I think, the most. Really? Yeah. 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 I would still choose Pokemon, just because I still play it sometimes. Yeah. Here and there. But with Digimon, it was just more not realistic but they had like more pokemon is realistic well no (laughs) no more in the sense like they okay pikachu no more in the sense they have like cards and they had like a scanner you can like that was that was like part of the of the series where like it's a device you slide your card and it gives like your digimon some powers and stuff like that but anyways so you choose digimon i choose pokemon yeah yeah. 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 So let's just go. <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Second one. Fruit Loops or Frosted Flakes? Can you guess mine? Fruit Loops. Yes. Yeah. That's an easy one. For me, it's going to be Frosted Flakes. Yeah. They're just more sugary. <laughs> you love your sugar and your sweets. Hell yeah. Give me my <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't don't manifest it. Uh, no. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Hands down, frosted flakes. I've always enjoyed it as a kid, uh, compared to any other like sugary mm. cereal and all that. Um, but yeah, frosted flakes. And what, you know what I would do with frosted flakes? Mm. I would eat the cereal and then just drink the milk, and like there was sugar at the bottom, so it would taste extra like sugary. Are you sure that's not the cornflakes and we would have to add the extra sugar? Because oh, I, I did it as yeah. a child too. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I was thinking of the Those are one. wannabe frosted flakes. Yes. <laughs> Those are honey. I'm on the tight, tight budget. So, yeah. yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no. Those are not frosted flakes. All right. So, three. What do you prefer? A mazapan or tuvalin? I like mazapan better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the texture of it. It's soft. It's nutty, so yeah. What about you? But I'm pum pum. Keep it PG. Okay, I would choose a Duvalin. Why? The whole nostalgia of like scooping up with the little, the little, the little like spoon they give you, and they have different flavors. You would use a spoon. Yeah, but then you know what? When I couldn't get the edges, I would just use like my pinky uh-huh. and then like eat it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would still use it. Or, no, you know what? Yeah, I would use it. Or I would use my tongue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's, that's it. Me. <laughs> yeah. Or you squeeze it like like a taco and then you kind of like let everything come out and then you were like, yeah. I never liked that because then it would like leave a lot on the edges. So that's when like it would just get more messy. So, yeah. Yeah. But no. Duvaline. Um, best candy ever. Well, not the best candy I don't candy know ever. about best, but. As a kid, I would prefer out of those two. Your preference, preference. is Duvalin. Yes. Yes. Out of those two. Yes. That's your truth. Yes. Um, action figures or remote control cars? I like action figures. Well, I prefer action figures. They were not my top toys, but yeah. What's your top toy then? It would be like stuffed animals. Why? I've always loved stuffed animals. Like... Growing up, I would have like the Lion King series, so I would mm-hmm. have Simba, Nala, and then I would have like more similar like versions of them, mm-hmm. or even like a younger version of them. Mm-hmm. And I would just have them all, and I would like sleep with them. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So you would bring them to your bed every single night? Yeah. No, they were on my bed. Oh, they were on your bed already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then there was a point where mama would put them on top of our closet. Mm-hmm. And then go to... Yeah, and then the there closet. goes a childhood already. Yeah. Adulting came through. <laughs> yes. Um, no, for me, it would be uh, remote control cars. I've always, always... Even now, actually, I would definitely get me one. Um, but I've always liked them. I remember... Was it my first one? I don't think it was my first one, but um, it was one of my favorite ones. My mom bought me like this PT Cruiser. Oh, and nice. It was like that long. And, oh, like, dang. That tall. Yeah. It was a big Were you RC. able to get on it? And No, no. Um, it was, no. Remember, get on it, drive yourself around. No, it was it was a huge <laughs> one. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's that's hands down one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it, though. I was just going to ask you that. Remember? I don't know. No. I think my probably broke down or something, something like that. Or when we moved, got lost or yeah. I don't know what happened to it. But yeah, that that's definitely one of my favorite ones. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I never know that about, well, I did know that about you. But I didn't know you own a PT cruiser. Yeah, it was pretty cool actually. Because yeah. it was like I said, it was a big one and you know, typically they're like small ones and not that tall either. So yeah. Um yeah. Anyway, cool. so why don't we start talking about our our uh, topic for the for this episode, which is childhood memories, something that we remember from the past, something that brings us joy. So um, let's start with the first question. So, what is one memorable experience from your childhood? One memorable experience from my childhood. I feel like I did a tongue twister right there. I know, me too. I don't know why. I yeah. don't know. I can't say it. memorable. Mem- memorable. 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 <laughs> una memoria memorable uh-huh. de tu juventud Ooh. cuando eras un niño chiquito. Okay. So one of them, and I think just because it's kind of like closer to Easter. Easter. Oi. Because <laughs> it's closer to Halloween. Seriously, dude. I know. Like, really? <laughs> It's late. It's not even close <laughs> to Easter by any form. <laughs> you know what I mean. You're supposed to read my mind. You're supposed to, that's how connected we should be. You're supposed to read my mind. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, I thought you were going to say Christmas. No. But, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting Halloween. <laughs> so there's two things. I'm going to say two things. And they're both based on holidays. So one in October. One October. One October. One Halloween. I was a clown. Legit, I was a clown. I had the nose, I had the wig, the like curly big. Wait, aren't you scared of clowns? No. No? Oh, never mind that. No. Okay. Es el otro. El otro. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Anyway, so clown. It was a clown. Uh And I even had like the big old like plastic, like big old shoes. And I and I kept falling and falling and falling. Walking. Walking. You would trip over it. Trip over or I would slide. Because they were like plastic. Like, they oh. were not even shoe shoes. Like, so there was, like, no grip at the bottom? No, it, it was, was just, just like plastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I kept falling until, like, finally I was just like, I'm all right. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it was a fun, it was a fun time. Well, I would say fun for my family because I guess they would, like, laugh at me and stuff like that. But not so much. Interesting. But it's memorable. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's memorable. Yeah, so I did. I did like to dress up as that, and I don't know. I don't know if I decided to dress up as a clown. I think I was like six years old, six, five or six years old. Maybe I did pick it out. I don't yeah. remember. So what's the second one? Uh, the second one is I don't. I can't say it's a timeline, but I would say Christmas time. We would just stay up, stay up till midnight, and it was like cousins. We would play. We would stay. We would go. So kind of like where my family lives in in, T- in Tijuana, it's kind of like. A, I don't want to say mountain because it's not a mountain, but like a hill. A hill, yeah. Yeah, so like a hill. So it's like my grandparents' house. You go down the hill a little bit, then it's like my uncle's house. And and then it was like my grandpa's like business where he would house all his um, cars, mm-hmm. car parts. So like we would, all my cousins would stay up. We would be playing tag, hide and seek, um, colores. I don't know if you heard of those. No, so you told me in the past, but I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So like we would just stay up and play, and finally it's like, oh, it's almost midnight. Let's go up and open up the presents. That's cool. Yeah, nice. So that's a that's a cool, memorable 
yeah childhood experience yeah yeah that's awesome i like that one i don't know about that first one what about second you? one definitely um definitely a, a couple ones i think one of them is i i was six or seven years old it was the first time i cooked and i even have a picture of it but i remember it it was the first time I cooked. I was so proud of myself. It was in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and our our stove was like a small one, but then I was short, obviously. So I was like on this stool mm-hmm. and then I was making huevos. Huevos estrellados. Yeah. Yeah. So I was making huevos estrellados. My mom was like teaching me and like showing me and all that stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, ever since uh, early childhood, I've always loved cooking. I've always enjoyed it. And, and uh, Every time I see the the picture, it brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one. Where is your picture, anyways? And that's on Instagram for sure. <laughs> but the actual physical one, Maybe my mom has. Your mom it. has it, yeah. right? Okay. okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, the second one is it's not really a specific memory. It's just a a bunch of memories that I I always enjoyed was going to my grandma's uh, ranch in mm-hmm. Mexico, just because um, that was. It was like hill, but then the mountain, uh, the ranch itself. But then once you would get on the top of the 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 hill, mm-hmm. you would see the ocean. Just because where we're from, yeah. Um, my actual house that is in Mexico is like probably half a mile from the ocean. So the ranch, it was maybe, it's probably I don't know, ten miles away from the ocean. But you would get to the top and you would see like the whole ocean. You will still feel feel the breeze, even yeah. though it was that high and and, and far away. Um, so going there and then just helping my grandma with like the cattle and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah, going that place, it, it, it's always a, it was always a, a fun memory and enjoying it. That's so, so cool. Yeah. I can't wait until I go like again. Yeah. It's going to be a whole different just because of all the everything changes that's a change. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mountain is still there. It's good. Yeah. That's yeah. something that, that they didn't get rid of. So I'm excited about that. Soon. Soon. Yes. So what are some of the most significant influences on your upbringing, such as like family, friends, maybe a teacher? Well, a lot. Okay, pick one. Okay, I'll just give you one. And let's just stay away. So I could remember my fourth grade teacher. Mm -hmm. Her name was Miss Copley. Copley, I believe that. I believe, yeah. Um, When I used to live in Fresno. Um, she was just, I think she was the first teacher that kind of made school fun Mm -hmm. that I can remember. Um, and so much happened to her, like bad personally, but she always in her life or her life in her life. And then there's a couple stories around like some of the students gave her a hard time. Mm. Yeah. Um, but overall she, she just gave her her, her all, like her best. She was positive. Um, she knew how to teach. Like I really learned a lot when I was during that time and from she the care li- for her students. Yeah. Like yeah. the, viv- the things that I do remember from her, she cared a lot about her students, mm-hmm. a lot about her students. And I'm like, Oh, this, this is something that's cool and interesting. Like so, not to say other teachers didn't, but for me, that was like the first one that truly just showed like you, you just knew she cared for her students. Yeah. She wasn't there just to collect a paycheck. Correct. Yeah. And so some teachers. Yes. And like, that's just what I can remember remember from her. She really did care about her students. Mm -hmm. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I think she was like the first teacher who would reach out to my mom Mm. and like, really like, Hey, you know, your son's doing something. He's great in school, right? Mm -hmm. He's very smart because I think during that time, I would think I was trying to move up a grade because I was, like, behind when I moved to the States. They put me lower because I didn't know English and all that. So I think she was the first one where she was like, you should try to get him to move up. Mm-hmm. I believe so, If um, from what I can recall. And, yeah, she was the first one. She really just, she really just did share, not share, she really did, did care for her students. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one person who has really, you know, influenced me in my upbringing and me being able to think about that mm-hmm. when I was going to college to become a teacher, I was like, okay, what will she, not what would she do, but just give me that feeling of like, am I doing this because I truly care 
mm-hmm. not just because of benefits or paycheck or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, unfortunately, nowadays, that's something that people, especially in education, that's what they look at first and not necessarily bring the value into the children and change yeah. the lives. Because teachers have that powerful influence. They do. Yeah. You're a second parent. Yeah. Completely. Basically. Second parent to those kids. Yeah. 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 So, for me, um, it would actually be my grandpa from my mom's side. So, uh, we would call him uh, Papa Sergio. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's more of the, it's so interesting because I think he passed away when I was five years old or four years old, five or four years old, something like that. But he's actually one of the, uh, few people outside of like of my mom, um, that actually, I felt the love okay, from a paternal side, mm-hmm. um, just because my dad really never showed that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandpa from my dad's side was absent, not really there either. Um, I mean, I do have uncles and whatnot, but it's never been like that. And it's so interesting because, so my grandpa, my Papa Sergio, um, he would be, he was a type of dad that was really tough with his children. Oh. Like strict, correct him. It's this way. You don't do bad things. If you do, you're going to get punished. Um, very, very old school Mexicano. Yeah. But when I came into the picture, he did like a whole 180. With, where he, with, with me. Yeah. yeah. Where he was super soft. Mm-hmm. He was very, very loving. Um, and I still remember that. Like yeah. I, I still remember that emotion in, in me, mm-hmm. even though I don't like if I would close my eyes and try to picture him, I don't remember his facial, his face, his Mm -hmm. face. Yes. His face. Um, but I do remember the emotions that he would make me feel, which was loved, Mm -hmm. which was, uh, safe, which was, I got your back and Mm -hmm. I'll take care of you. So, um, every time I remember that every time that he would come by, by my mom's house, um, he would be honking, from like a distance and mm-hmm. already knew that was my papa Sergio. So I would like be running, getting my stuff ready and all that. Yeah. So by the time he would be in the front of the house, I was like ready to go. Yeah. So yeah, he's a, uh, he's one of the, the few people outside, like I said, I, like outside of my mom that I know made a positive influence in my life mm-hmm. in in the sense that just make people feel loved and feel respected and feel wanted in that sense mm-hmm. because people will remember those emotions yes people remember more of the emotions than me giving something to yeah. to someone else a gift or basically anything like, that. like you said you remember more of how make people made you feel instead of what they give you or what you know mm-hmm. or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah up until even right now like it just giving me chills just mm-hmm. even talking out loud about him like that so yeah yeah and i think that's how i felt with my teacher, mm-hmm. my fourth grade teacher. So, yeah, I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'll just say a second uh, person real quick is there's a lot of influences between you know mother figures, father figures. But I always remember, I always remember one thing that like, um, my my aunt would always be like, hey, you know, if you want to do something. Just set your mind to it and just do it. Mm-hmm. Never understood that. Even in my late twenty, my late twenties, my late um, teens, I didn't really understand it. She was like, she would always just say, "You can do it. Whatever you want to do, just do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Just do it." And I think that really has stuck with me because you don't. I never heard that from my parents, and not to put my parents down. This is not about that. Just they didn't have that mindset. They didn't have the mindset. Yeah. They didn't have that. Um, they didn't. They grew up in a different era. They grew up in a different world in a different country so they just didn't have that and so that's another person that can say truly influenced me there's many more that's not just those two like there's many more people that really um influence me to become the person who i am today but those two i would say i would want to talk about those two yeah. so definitely my teacher definitely my aunt um she's she did amazing she really helped me mm-hmm. doing my hardships 
um, my heart during the hard times. She really did took me in. My grand, um, so that was something that I'm always grateful for, and that's why whenever someone's like, "Hey, if that was ever needed from them, like if someone really needed me and I was able to help them, mm-hmm. I would definitely open up my own foot." Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. So yes, yeah, she's basically your second mother figure. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Very, very powerful. Okay. So question number three, were there any pivotal moments or events during your childhood that altered the course of your life in any significant way? Um, shoot. I know we had this questions written down, but even like thinking about it right now, I'm like, mm, there are too many, actually. There are, <laughs> there well, are the, well, a then, few where I'm like, I don't know if. You're I want to talk about them? it on on here, yeah. Just yet, especially out in the public like that. But um, do you need more time to think? No, just uh, I'll I'll share this one. Okay. Just because I mean, like any immigrant that comes from from Mexico, um, there's always a way that we we make our way over here. And mm-hmm. my family, when we first came, um, we were one of the the ones that we crossed the border yeah. illegally. Um, we did that, and it's because my parents wanted a better future for me and, and my my three younger sisters, mm-hmm. and they were always looking for a better life. And yeah, they and I'm always proud of them for doing that, just because where we are from and our family, which you know, mm-hmm. it's not like it was there's was no hardship or anything like that. Like my grandparents provided and still are providing very well for our family, where mm-hmm. we could have stayed back home and live a very very comfortable life um but that wasn't the scenario like with my dad he comes from a very low 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 income family yeah um where he from my point of view he just wanted better for him Mm -hmm. um i don't know necessarily for his family he just wanted something better for him so i think this was his way out but I'm proud of that just because it gave us an open more opportunities for my myself mm-hmm. um, and then for the rest of my family. But my point on that is when we were crossing the border, we actually walked two days through like desert and mountains and all that. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was it was crazy now that I, I think about it and, and realize all the, the things that we did. But um, I remember uh, the person that guides us. At, mm-hmm. They're called Coyote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember always keeping up with that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I was in front leading basically the pack, <laughs> if you put it that way. Uh-huh. Uh, so they would call me, uh, Coyotito. Uh-huh. Like, uh, that was like my nickname. I'm that. So, um, the reason why I say that's something, a memory or, or something, something that significant. happened significant in my childhood is because I realized that's my mental toughness has always been since I was a child. Yeah. Just because I was put in that situation mm-hmm. where not necessarily it's sink or swim, but it kind of was. Yeah. Just because it's either I go back and complain with my parents about me walking for, I don't know, two days or how many days it was. Mm-hmm. Um, or I make the most out of it, which I believe even until now, I still have that attitude well. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm in a negative situation, I'm still going to make the most out of it and just enjoy life and just look in the positive perspective side of it. So, um, yeah, because of that situation that I went through, mm-hmm. it built my subconsciously, my my mindset to have just a stronger mindset and just keep up and shit happens and you just got to go through it. Basically, yeah. Yeah. keep going no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I never knew that about it. Hey, maybe that's why I enjoy hiking. <laughs> <laughs> you learned it subconsciously. <laughs> you never know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I think I have a similar story that I could say. Um, when I actually came into the States, I was born here. Then um, my mom decided to go back to TJ with my grandparents for support. Her and my dad did not make it. I think I was about a year in a year two years old oh when and they got when separated they got, they yeah. separated and so i think i was like six or seven whenever 
my grandma, my dad, my, my paternal grandma, mm-hmm. she she basically told my mom like, "Hey, he's from the he was born in the United States. Like, he needs to get educated over there." Right. And so, I don't remember the details. I just remember one time like, from what I can remember, I can remember coming, you know, mm-hmm. not illegally, just crossing because. I am born here, so I just came, and then I remember, like, going to one of my aunt's house, and then my dad just, like, hugging me, like, crying, and I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, I don't know what's going on. Mm. So I think that was one of the bigger uh, moments of my life because my life changed completely. It completely changed, Um, and I can say that. In what way did it change? It changed in a way where I... I became the person who was, like you said, grew that mental toughness. Mm. In a sense, I say that because I miss my mom a lot during that time. Like, it was very hard. It was mm-hmm. very hard for me. Now, I did never express it. Like, I'd al- I would always um, hold in my emotions. And it's hard. And it's hard because you, when you live with someone, with someone else, even if they're family, it's just hard to not show your true self. Mm-hmm. And then... So that, I think, created the person who I'm trying to break away from. Mm-hmm. Like, really just, hey, you know what? You don't want to be the person that holds their, their um, emotions. You want to express your emotions. Like, you don't have to be the perfect person. Like, you can make mistakes, and that's okay. But, like, living with different people, living throughout my life, I always felt like I couldn't. So I think that's what changed. That was, that's, that's significant. Although it did, it was positive. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, it was positive because I came here, I learned English. I'm here. I got educated, a better opportunity for the world. Mm-hmm. But still, I think it created that person that I'm trying to wake, break away from. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that, that, that event really changed my life. And it, it, like everything else positive negative mm-hmm. and then it's just up to you to really go back into it and look at it be like you know what this is what i learned maybe no wonder i am how i am mm-hmm. even like growing up early 20s like still kind of feeling that way but learning from it and just becoming a better person and here's the thing it's something that you're now aware of it so it's now in your control to change those thoughts and although it's not going to be easy no and they're still going to creep up they're never going to go away yeah. however you can have more positive uh attitude towards it than negative mm-hmm. because now you're being aware of it and it's something that if you choose to mm-hmm. you can change that and control that yeah so so that's that's yeah that's just a big impact that really changed the course of my life mm-hmm that yeah that's actually huge huge yeah yeah i'm actually excited about our next question what point of view do you have as a child for parents to create positive and nurturing experiences okay so you're basically asking me like from a child's point of view correct Mm -hmm. say uh, caesar when he was little so take yourself back to five years old okay from your point of view mm-hmm. of being five years old, what would you tell your parents on how you would like to be more loved, more, I want to feel more present in your life? I think, mm. okay, I do got one. I think setting up time to actually be with someone, like be with your child, not watching TV, not like, you just like in the in the car and you're talking like be in a present moment and do like activities with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to build connection, at least from my perspective, because that's when you really get to know your child when they when they know how to interact or the way they interact with you because mm-hmm. you can see their personalities. Oh, yeah. So it's 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 not just like you come home because I see this even movies, ha- movies and shows have shown this where like. Oh, the mom, dad, come home. They're tired. All they want to do is eat and go to bed or, like, watch TV. Mm-hmm. But then the kid gets neglected. Yes, you are no. Yes, you know that your parent loves you. 
but where is the connection? Where's the actually building the relationship, the confidence of like, Hey, can I, let me go up to my dad be like, Hey dad, or let me go up to my mom. Hey mom, like I'm going through this. What's your advice? Mm-hmm. Or what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. And that's not built when you guys are watching TV. That's not built. If you know, you come home and I get it, I get it. Parents are tired, especially I know just from my, pers- my experience, immigrant parents, my mom worked seven days a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that now it doesn't take a long time. So it doesn't take a long time to, for you to connect with your child. You mm-hmm. can play with them for 30 minutes. The child has no perception of time, especially someone super young. Right. So it's like if you spend 30 minutes with them, it's like you're the whole world during that time. And that means a lot. So I think that for me, that would be my advice to parents mm-hmm. from that perspective of the five-year-old Caesar to just spend time with your child and do an activity with them and really get to know your child. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Be more present mm-hmm. at that very moment. At that moment. Yes. Yeah. And it's like you said, it doesn't have to be ha- half a day or a full no. day. It's 30 minutes. Yeah. Every other day or something like that. Just so mm-hmm. that child is aware that you're paying attention to them. Exactly. Because there's a difference between just taking care from my point of view, mm-hmm. taking care of a child to just provide for food, uh, rent and or uh, shelter, uh, shelter, clothing, mm-hmm. water, everything like that. Right. Those are necessities that someone needs to to live. Correct. That can be I can go to a shelter and get that. Mm-hmm. Right. But for being a, a child, you want to feel that love. You want to feel mm-hmm. that affection that actually someone does want me and cares about me. Correct. On that emotion side of it. Mm-hmm. Just because, like you said, when we're child, when we're children, we don't know. We don't, we don't see the importance of having a home or the importance of having some type of clothing on us. Correct. We just want to feel wanted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, exactly. The presence from. Yeah. Whether it's our actual parents or an aunt and an uncle or just someone yeah, in our life. Yeah. And at that age, you don't, like you said, the whole material doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you you can have someone like uh, what's the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness. I can mm-hmm. say that's like the perfect example yeah. where he was fighting to provide for his child. He knew the child knew they were going through something hard, but he knew his dad loved them. Right. 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 Because they spent the time. They would joke around. They would they got to know each other each other's ways Mm -hmm. and they really knew how to connect yeah it's important and and Mm -hmm. i'll go back to my memory that's why i have a strong bond and connection with my grandpa yeah even though i only knew him for five years of my life but Mm -hmm. i still have those feelings that he made me feel so you remember yeah because he provided that nurturing side of it yeah um for me my point of view it's a little bit different Mm -hmm. just because so my mom has always created that uh, bond with me mm-hmm. that she's not like lovey 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 which you know my mom yeah she's not lovey 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 she's a very strong character woman yes very independent very i got my way yeah but with her children even though she wasn't lovey 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 mm-hmm. like i love you mijo every yeah. every every 10 minutes um she has the presence of even though she doesn't communicate it, you know. Yeah. You know that by the way she looks at you, maybe she gives you a, he she'll give me a hug. Um, the way she would express her concern about something that was going on in my life, and mm-hmm. she would sit me down, talk to me about it, and things like that. So there was always that side of my mom, the guidance part of it. Mm-hmm. There was there was nurturing, I I do recall, even until now, even though she plays all hard yeah. to play and all that but she has a the very nurturing yeah um but for me it would be on the other side where i saw a lot of conflict between my mom and my dad okay i always since a childhood i always remember them arguing mm-hmm. um there were some nasty fights that did happen and yeah. i still recall those so for me it's if you know which I know is very hard because I, I, I saw my mom went through it. Mm-hmm. But if you know it's not going to work out with your spouse, mm-hmm. get out. Yeah. Get out because the child that you're having in that environment 
is feeling and seeing everything and sensing and it. that child mm -hmm. is going to remember everything and it might even imprint it where it might affect it towards their relationships yeah in the future when the they're future. adults yeah so yeah if if you know it's not working now even when i some of our friends or family members i'm like just that child is going to be okay yes if you get a divorce when they're little yeah. it's okay yeah a lot of parents have done it a child is still is gonna might still emotionally get affected mm -hmm. whether you break up with the your significant other right now or in the future yeah when they're when they're older the emotions are gonna be there yeah no and it what. might be even sometimes even much worse when the children are more grown up yeah and they and see it, that and they're able to express themselves because it's interesting again i saw that when i was a child mm -hmm. the problems that they were having And then I saw that when my parents got divorced and I saw that with my sisters mm -hmm. because they understood what was going on. They yeah. were already older um, and it affected them in, in a certain type of way. So, yeah, if, if you know a relationship is not going to work and there's a lot of conflict, uh, physical abuse. Yeah. I know Mental it's hard. Abuse. It's it's easier said than done, but... For the future, as a child that mm -hmm. was in that type of environment, I would go back to my mom and be like, "Get up." Which, interesting enough, when mm -hmm. I was a kid, I would tell her that. Yeah, I would. I would always, always tell her it. But again, she always looked out for her family. She wanted her family to be together, and she woke up one day and realized what was going on. So yeah, yeah. wow, you're a adult kid. <laughs> I was yeah. Um, I was an adult kid, uh, but I still kept my innocence. Yeah, that's cool. Because a lot of people, a lot of kids don't when they go through that. And it's very interesting that you said you would tell your mom to get out, because for a minute there, mama asked me, "Would you like me or dad to get back together?" Mm. And I said, "I don't. I think I said no. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think." And the reason why is because I didn't know them together. Yeah. Because so you were little when was, they separated. I was like right? a year old. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I always say, oh, they broke up because they had me. I always say that. <laughs> no, I, you were the reason. I was the reason. <laughs> well. <laughs> let's not go there. No. I'm just, no. I always just There's make that track joke. record. <laughs> I, but I always just make that joke that and I was the reason. But. I don't know. I don't know what the reason was, but I think for a mo moment there when I was, I think I was around 11, 10 years old. And I think she asked me like, you know, how would you feel? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know because it, it like, that's a big thing to put on a child mm -hmm. or like, do you want me to get back with your dad? Like, I don't know. I don't know you guys together. Like, I don't know that relationship. I don't, I've never seen you guys together as a couple. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how am I supposed to answer? And I think I said, no, I'm like, no i don't know and it's just interesting how you were like telling mom get out while my mom was asking me do you want us together and mm -hmm. i was just like no as well i guess mm -hmm. uh, yeah so i mean i don't know at the end of the day i was very young you can't really i don't really i didn't really comprehend a lot of the things mm -hmm. right i was 10 years old 11 years old so but i do remember i think my, my mom asking me that question yeah yeah when we were living in fresno Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, even like it's wild to still realize that you remember those like conversations yes. or like scenes of something that mm -hmm. happened. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It works very interesting. Well, um, as we coming to an end, let's ask our last couple of questions. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You go for it. Okay. So my secret question is, what is... Wait, hold on. Before you ask that, I know. Don't give me that face. Hold on. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this question, but I didn't know how to put it into a question. Okay. So do you think, based on what you have personally gone as a child, mm -hmm. it has maybe hindered into wanting to have children at a younger age? I mean, we're 31 years old, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying like we're old, but I'll give you my perspective on that. Is that your secret question? No. I'll give you my perspective on that. So like for me, uh -huh. I do believe it has hindered the mentality of having children because one. Yours or mine? 
my perspective. Your perspective. Yeah, okay. my perspective. Okay. One, financially, right? Mm-hmm. Kids are freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. Two, maybe being afraid of the child being in a type, not that we don't have a positive environment in our lives, but mm-hmm. as you know, it's hectic. It's very, I'm hectic. always working. You're always working. So having a child in, in their lives right now, it would cause maybe that emotional negligence towards the children, the mm-hmm. child or compromise what we want to do in life. Right. So because of, what I have personally gone through as a mm-hmm. child and I still remember going through that as a child and then me having to help my mom take mm-hmm. care of my three younger siblings up until shoot, maybe even up until now, actually <laughs> <laughs> maybe it took away that I want kids because the older I'm getting, the less I'm having the feeling of, Having kids, wanting having to have kids. kids, wanting to have kids. Because I've been noticing, like, when I'm around kids, it's kind of like, oh, I got my fix. Like, I got, yeah, my baby environment that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But then, I love the fact that it's just us two. Mm-hmm. We just come home. It's quiet. Nobody's bothering us. Mm-hmm. I have my own personal time. You have your own personal time. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, you want kids? <laughs> there's like that. Yeah. That feeling. Yeah. But it's coming it, yeah. less and less, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we haven't talked about it. And no. that's the first time I ever tell you this. Yeah. But it's like the older I'm getting, yeah. the more I'm realizing that maybe I don't want kids. Maybe I just want my sisters to have kids and just be around family members to have children yeah. and be like, yeah, you're so cute. And like, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going home. You go with your parents. I'm going home by yeah. myself. I'm okay with that. Wow, that's very interesting. I know. Yeah. It's funny because even like three years ago, you were like, well, we're going to hit 30 and I want to start, you know, the fostering process and I want to start looking into adoption. And I was like, oh, okay, look, let's do it. And I think it's, the, <laughs> it's more of I know we have so much to do yes. in life. Like all the traveling experiences that we want to have that I would hate. I know that's going to sound bad, but I would hate that we don't do that because of a child. Or I would hate that we do that with a child. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shoot, this is supposed to be my time. Like, I think this, I think, okay, so going back to that, this is a great conversation. So we're going to keep going. So I think Sorry guys, what, this is going to be a long episode. So I think what what's going on with that with that topic between us this is my perspective is the fact that in our 20s our 20s were crazy hmm. where we didn't get to do a lot of the things that I I at least for myself that I felt like I wanted to do. Right? Or like I felt like I couldn't make the mistakes of a 20 a person mm-hmm. in their 20s. So I never really had that freedom in a sense mm-hmm. to do it even in even like two three years ago i still felt like i didn't have that freedom i say freedom quote unquote because nothing was stopping me but it was my mind right right so it was more of that he had to be the perfect child correct so that's when the perfect spouse the perfect son the, the perfect everything right but now i'm looking at it more of a sense of like let's i want to do what i want to do the first couple of year the next several years mm-hmm and then let's have a child. I still want a child from my perspective. And it's not dimming. It's actually, actually want to work harder to be able to have that child, mm-hmm. which is a different, it was a switch because I'm like, yeah, if I'm 40 and I have a child, by the time the child's 20, I'm 60. God willing, I'm still here. Be able to see my child be 20 years old. They're adults. Mm-hmm. And I'm still 60. Like 60 is not old. No. 60 is young. No. Like for it, me nowadays, 90s is old. Exactly. So for me, 60 is still young. And if I were to be gone the following day, that child's 21 years old. They're adults. Yes, they're young adults. There's still maybe some mature immaturities, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're adults. True. And I think I come from that perspective because I grew up quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Where like at 20 years old, hey, you gotta get your ass to work. You gotta go to school. You gotta 
figure it out. Right. So it's kind of, and you went through that too, right at 18, you moved out. Well, it was more of my choice though. It wasn't like my mom never pushed me to it. Actually, well, yeah, I could still be living with my mom and she would be okay with it. Well, the- but it was more of, I wanted that freedom mm-hmm. of, I want to come in and out of my house at whatever time. I don't want to have a curfew. I know, but you're an adult. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's where I'm getting at. Our child would at 60 years old. If we're both 60 years old and our child's at 20 years old, they're adults at the end of the day. So that's my perspective of it, where I feel more comfortable at 40 years old. Like, yeah, by 40. Yeah, we should. At least for me. Mm -hmm. It's fine. with. I'm fine with that. Because the next several years, like I said, I want to accomplish, do so much more together, experience a little bit more life together mm-hmm. before we bring a, a child into this world. And again, maybe after we get the fix out of correct, or me, I get get out of the wanting to do all those experiences and moments. Then, yeah, I'm sure that feeling's gonna come back. But like at this very moment, like if someone would ask me, nope. "You want to have children?" or like, "Do you have the baby fever or something like that?" I'm like, yeah, I do sometimes get it, but then we'll go with your aunt and she has two child, two children and I love them to death. Mm-hmm. And that's my baby fever fix right there. Yeah. The, the fact that I get to spend time with them mm-hmm. or my knees whenever I have, when I ba- babysit mm-hmm. her or things like that. But yeah, no, yeah. right now, hell no. Yeah. And right now yeah. for me, it's no, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Random, <laughs> random question, random question that came to my <laughs> mind and I had to get that one out. But this is where we started this podcast. Yes. Okay. So what's your secret question? So my secret question, I think you saw it already because you keep looking. I haven't. Down. Right. No, no, actually, no. <laughs> you keep looking at my screen. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. that's fine. Um, so what is. No, but wait, another question. That, no, I'm just kidding. I was going to be like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. So what is one thing you wish you could do that you were able to as a child that now as an adult you can't? Mm. Mm. As a child that now I can't. It's kind of like what is something that I can do with no repercussions? <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, it's probably something that I would do as a child and that I don't have. Maybe uh, it's more of having the innocence okay. as a child, mm-hmm. not really be aware of what's going on in life or adulting and responsibilities or anything like that. And and just being enjoying life. Like I see children now and their laugh, their, the way they look at their parents or people they love Mm -hmm. or the way they eat and just grab and make a freaking mess out of everything and just living it up nice with no repercussions nobody's judging you you make a mess as a baby it's a cute thing actually Mm -hmm. it's a cute thing as a child so maybe that that perspective of it like the innocence the innocence of it of of a of a child that that goes through that and then oh my gosh he shit his pants oh my gosh (laughs) that is so funny stinky but funny (laughs) Uh, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The innocent part I of like it. like that. For me, it's the fearless part. I feel like when I was younger, I was that a was lot. That was my second one. Yeah. Fear a lot. Yeah. I was a lot more fearless when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I remember like, do you know what tubos are? Tubos? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like a tube. Yeah. But like I can't explain pipe. it. So basically like in TJ, there's these hills and then they would build like, like a dam. Damp? Is that uh-huh. what it's called? No. Not a damp. Keep talking. <laughs> so basically for the water to come down. It's kind of like a... Like a ramp? Like a ramp, basically, okay. where water can come down. And my my cousins, we would all go up there with cardboard. We would, we would like sit on top of the cardboard and be pushed down and just okay. like be flying like 50 miles an hour yeah. down this hill. Freaking breaking fearless. bones and everything. Fearless. And I don't know. That's, that's the thought that came to my mind. Just fearless. Yeah. 
And even like over there, I was very scared of the dark, honestly. But over there, I would we would play hide and seek in the dark hmm. outside. So it's kind of like during that time, it was just like everyone's playing, everyone's here. For mm-hmm. some reason, it still felt safe. But if I was alone in the dark by myself, that's when I would. Freak yeah, out. that would be something yeah. different. But like, like just being having that fearless. Like my cousin would climb up freaking uh, elect- electricity pole to go hide. He wouldn't make it all the way to the transformer. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the name of it. But he would just climb up Mm -hmm. and then i would follow him not as high because i was so scared of heights Mm -hmm. but still i pushed myself a little bit to just like hang on a little bit more or go up a little bit more Mm -hmm. yeah so i think having that sense of like that fearless fearlessness where like if i would hurt myself yeah i would cry but it was like okay i'm gonna gonna get better and that's it yeah whereas now as an adult Oh, can you luck. jump the fence? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> right? Do you want to break your leg? Oh my gosh! Not you, that got, you, you got responsibilities now. You can't really break your leg. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just that that right there, the fearlessness. That's awesome. What were you gonna say? Um, not that you said fence. I I didn't tell you about last week. <laughs> Where did you go on the weekend? You went somewhere. It was a weekend. My aunt's, my uncle's? I think so. My uncle's um, house? Birthday party? No, it wasn't that. Yeah, because that's the only oh, time we have Oh, actually, done. yes. Okay, so that day, because I was out of town, and then I got home. <laughs> I got home. I came and changed and all that and whatnot. You were gone by then. Um, How about I went to go get something to eat and I locked the door with my keys inside, and you weren't here? <laughs> Luckily, I remember that the freaking sliding door was open, uh-huh. like the one time that we actually left it open. Yeah. So I hopped the fence. But it was freaking <laughs> scary, though, because I'm like, okay, if I land wrong, I might break my ankle. I might hurt my knee. Mm. I might do this. I might have a hip replacement now. <laughs> freaking nobody's going to come and save me because I'm in, in my in my uh, backyard. backyard. Nobody's there. Yeah. Caesar's not home. Yeah, it was yeah. it was so interesting. I forgot <laughs> to tell you that. It just you reminded me not that you said fences. Okay, my question is, what advice would you give to those who may be dealing with unresolved issues from their past as a child? Um, number one advice is you have to revisit it, and then I would say you revisit with the therapist. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um, I think that's the best way to express yourself to a professional where they can guide you of what to do. Because therapy is not just the session. It's what you do after as well. Right. So it can't be like you just go to your session and you feel better. No. What else are you doing at home? Like, what are you doing to really learn about yourself or get to know yourself? Like, or what you went through, your traumas as a child, what are you doing at home to kind of get you not over that? Because it does affect you. Mm-hmm. It does affect you. You not talking about your childhood, traumatic events, or anything that happened to you, any experiences. It goes it goes like with you as you get older, and it comes out. I was going to say. Anxiety. Come yep. It comes out in anger. It comes out in all these different emotions that you don't even know why you're feeling the way you're feeling. It comes out in your attitude. It comes out like in your mindset. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the heck is going on with me? Because you don't know where that came from, but it's because you haven't healed from what your body experienced. Because when you go through something traumatic or a bad experience or positive experience, it goes through, it's not just your mind, it's your body. Right. And that's something that I've learned the last couple of years. Like, oh, it's your body telling you something as well. Mm -hmm. Not just your mind. Mm -hmm. So the advice is go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Go see a therapist and also continue to work on yourself after your sessions. You have to, no yeah. matter what, you have to. Yeah, and that's something that I realized the hard way because mm-hmm. I started the meditation part of it. When was this? When did I start? Three years ago? Two years ago. Um, I started meditating more into like deep, deep med- meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's when something popped up, a memory yeah. that I had subconsciously I had been suppressing mm-hmm. and I didn't really know about it. Like I knew, but I didn't know yeah. if that makes sense. 
Um, but because of that meditation and the exercise that I was going through, that popped out. And yeah. I was like, it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. So ever since then, I'm like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. I might get me a therapist because I got to talk to somebody about this because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I have talked to you in details about it either. Um, but yeah, and that's all like I need to speak with someone about it, like hire someone and, and do that. Yeah. Because so. it does hinder you. Yeah. It, it hinders you in your uh, work, your business. Yeah life in general um, and it's so interesting because it does come out as an adult yes. as a behavior mm -hmm. and attitude because when i was in my like 18 19 20 21 i had such a bad attitude yeah like i was not mean but i was just mad mm -hmm. i was mad at the world and it would come out oh, okay. it would come out and then it was a combination of that it was a combination of, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to live my life, party mm -hmm. it up, which I went through that phase. Yeah. Nothing good came out of that. Um, but because like going to ther therapy now, it's mm -hmm. like, okay. And like the storm has mellowed down. But yeah, for me, it, I'm sorry. Were you done? No. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for me, it's something that my therapist uh, taught me was healed the perspective. So what's your advice? Heal the perspective. Okay. That's my advice is to heal the perspective. And it's, we, we have the perspective. We have a picture of how someone should be in their life. We have a picture of the perfect father, the perfect mother, the perfect sibling, mm -hmm. the perfect spouse, the perfect friend, but nobody taught them how to be the perfect person. Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, how my therapist would tell me is I have an expectation that my glass should be this full mm -hmm. because that's how much love someone needs to pour into me. But my dad had only this much of a glass mm -hmm. that he was poured onto. Mm -hmm. So the love that he has from his glass, he put it on my glass, but it wasn't even halfway full. But that's all he was able to, to give you. me because that's all he was taught. Mm -hmm. That was all he was shown how to love someone, how to care for a child. Yeah. So once she broke that down to me, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from that moment on, and even before that, like I've never had any anger it's been a few years already that mm -hmm. i've never had any anger towards my dad mm -hmm. just because of all that that he has done and whatnot but when she clarified that it like solidified my feeling of i don't hate you i don't i don't wish you bad i don't wish you illnesses mm -hmm. i don't wish you any anything that, that has to do with negativity because i understand where you're coming from. I understand your childhood because I remember my grandparents from my dad's side mm -hmm. and I know how much they poured onto him, which was very, very little. Yeah. So nobody really showed him how to take care of someone, how to mm -hmm. love someone, how to love your spouse. He only knew how to, that he didn't want to be in poverty. Yeah. And he knew that I'm just going to have to work my ass off, mm -hmm. which he did. He, he, um, he worked himself up. Um, but if I don't see that, or if I still don't feel that love from him, it doesn't mean that I got to go back to him because of that. I just respect that feeling of it. Yeah. And that's it. So heal so the perspective. Heal the perspective, because if you don't, then it's just going to be still haunting you. And then you're just going to become this better person yeah. it's kind of like unrealistic expectations you have for someone exactly to how yeah. they treat you without yeah. you telling them yeah <laughs> so yeah. not realistic so basically unspoken expectations there you go yeah unrealistic or unspoken well unspoken because unrealistic yeah you know yeah yeah unspoken yeah unspoken expectations. It's yeah that makes percent so awesome awesome episode i actually enjoyed this i one. know me too I could just still this talk one? for more. <laughs> just kidding. So far. <laughs> so far. So far. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I know it it's went, a long we episode, down. but yeah. you'll see that we actually enjoyed this episode. So. Yeah. All right. So I'm excited. Please. So number one advice, go see a therapist if you need to have talk about your childhood experiences that you have not spoken about. 
mm-hmm. and you need to let out. And heal the perspective. And heal the perspective. Yeah. Okay. Don't become a bitter old person. No. Nobody likes Be happy. People. Enjoy your life. Design have experiences. Your life. Design your life how you want it. You can do it. But yes, you do have to heal yourself first and definitely go through that journey. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. That's why it's be that by design. <laughs> you create your own life. You have the power to do that. Yes. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe, like, share this episode with anyone you think it can help them. And we'll see you, hear you next time. And leave us a comment. We want to know your comments. Ask us some questions. Maybe we'll do some Q&A in the future yeah, of our audience cool. and what they would want to know about us personally or anything with mindset or life and how we can help them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I like that. Bye guys. We'll see you later. See you next time. Bye-bye.